Welcome to the Moon Manifesting Podcast with Kyra Howarth. Hi, I'm Kyra, business astrologer, moon manifesting mama, author, teacher, and mentor. I teach you how to harness the energy of the moon, stars, and cosmos so you can manifest your dreams and discover a deeper purpose to your life. Hey there, welcome to Moon Manifesting with Kyra Howarth. That's me. So you may have noticed that I've done a bit of a rebrand to the podcast. In fact, I've been doing a bit of a rebrand to my whole business. Uh, so yeah, I was Herbal Moon Goddess. Uh, but to be honest, uh, the name Herbal Moon Goddess hasn't been resonating with me for quite some time. Uh, and I've been sitting on this rebrand for literally like probably six months and I just felt so stuck from rebranding from a business name to just being my own personal brand. But alas, here I am. Uh, so yeah, if you're wondering, uh, why, <laughs> why this podcast is coming up in your feed with a different name, that's why. So anyway, I'm not here today to talk about rebranding and all that sort of stuff, although I do love talking about it. Uh, but in fact, I'm actually going to be talking all about how to read your natal chart. So I'm really going back to the basics in this uh, podcast episode. If you are new to astrology, if you don't know how to read your astrology chart uh, or you just yeah, want to know how to read it better than this episode is for you. So in this episode, I'm going to be covering exactly how to bring up your astrology chart for free, how to read the basics of it and how to get the information that you're looking for from your natal chart. Now, if you do want to go a bit further than what I'm covering here in this podcast episode today, I would love to invite you to my astrology beginners course. Uh, which pretty much covers exactly everything that you need to know to read your natal chart and others' natal charts confidently. We cover all of the zodiac signs, all of the planets, as well as some asteroids and other um, interesting uh, points that you can look at, as well as the astrological houses. Uh, it's really a deep dive into your natal chart and understanding that basic blueprint of your soul. So click the link in my uh, in the show notes below to check out the Astrology Beginners course. And until the 30th of April, you can get 50% off the Astrology Beginners course. Just use the code BIRTHDAY in the checkout. So... If you just want the short and sweet version of how to read your natal chart, then yeah, let's keep going with this episode. So to start off with, you'll need to bring up a natal chart. So to do this, there are a number of websites on the web that do this for free. All you need to do is enter in your birth information. So you need to know your date of birth, your exact time of birth and your location of birth. Now, if you don't know your exact time of birth, then it can make it a little bit difficult to get an accurate uh, natal chart. So what I would suggest that you do is ask around if you have uh, parents, grandparents that you can ask 
definitely ask them, even if they can give you a, like a guide to maybe what time of day, like if they remember you're born in the morning or late at night or something, then that can really be helpful because we want to narrow it down because if, uh, if it's not accurate enough, then there's going to be a whole range of things that are just not accurate. So even if you don't know the exact minute that you're born at, at least trying to like, um, yeah, get as close as possible to finding that time will be helpful. It'll be better than nothing. Um, you can also, if you're born in a hospital, you can, uh, contact the hospital. They often have records, um, and they may have the exact time that you were born. Um, but yeah, apart from that, there are uh, some astrologers who do something called rectification, which is where they can kind of uh, look at your chart and like ask you a lot of questions about things that have happened in your life. And they kind of work backwards to try to figure out the time of birth and um, yeah, how that's lined up with how things have unfolded in your life. Uh, but that's, yeah, that can be quite difficult. And I don't actually know any astrologers, uh, who do that. So you may need to look into that yourself if that's something that you need to do. However, to get your birth chart, um, yeah, if, <laughs> if you really don't know your birth time, uh, then yeah, just, just have a guess, uh, for the purposes of this exercise. So uh, a website that I do recommend uh, to use is astro.com, but of course you're free to use any other website that gives you a free natal chart. So with all that said, hopefully by now you've brought up a natal chart for yourself. Uh, you followed the instructions on the website and you now should have a chart in front of you. So basically if you don't know your time of birth and you've just put in some random time, your rising sign is unlikely to be accurate. The rising sign changes every like two and a half hours. So like throughout the course of a day, um, yeah, you know, the rising sign changes quite a lot. So that part could be very inaccurate. The other thing that could be inaccurate if you don't know your exact time of birth is your moon sign. The moon changes signs every two and a half days or so. So if you happen to be born on a day when the moon was changing signs, then you know, you could be either or. Uh, so yeah, this is why having that time of birth is so important. Um, but anyway, what you will want to look at on your chart is, I guess, you know, there's probably a lot of planets on your chart. The first thing that we often look at is the sun sign. So you'll find obviously, you know, the sun and it will be in whatever sun sign you're in. And you probably already knew that without needing to look at your chart. What you probably haven't already known from without looking at your chart is what house your sun falls in. So the house systems on a natal chart there are 12 houses and each of these houses, um, they symbolize a different area of our life. So rather than going through like all of these houses and all of these possible things, I'm going to have a handy cheat sheet for you that you can download in the show notes. That's really going to take a lot of the guesswork out and it's going to give you, uh, the basics, the keywords and everything that you need to know about the zodiac signs, the planets and the houses. But what I find is really helpful is, Yes, to understand the energy of your sun sign. Your sun is who you are, your authentic 
self-expression, who you are, your inner essence, your, your vibe. <laughs> so not only are we looking at the zodiac sign that the sun is in, but the house. Because where your sun is on your chart, which house shows which area of your life you most authentically show up as yourself. So for example, my, house, my son is in my eighth house. The eighth house is to do with uh, like a shadow work and business and making money. And I have noticed that when I'm talking about business or making money, that's when I really tend to come out of my shell. And I love to talk about that sort of stuff. And it really lights me up. And so you may find that wherever your son is on your chart, whichever house that's in, that that's probably where you tend to gravitate as well. It's probably what lights you up and what makes you uh, really feel authentic. It's just what you're, you're here to talk about, I guess, or here to do. So yeah, sun sign, super important. The next thing to look at is the moon sign. So our moon sign symbolizes our, I guess like our inner security, what we need to feel secure in our lives. It's to do with our emotions, our feelings. And I like to look at it as like our moon sign is who we are and our sun sign is who we are learning how to be in this lifetime. So you're probably really comfortable with the energy of your moon sign. So whatever zodiac sign your moon is in, that's probably like what uh, zodiac sign you feel like. So I'm a Gemini sun and you know, Gemini's are quite talkative and social and you may not realize uh, from me blabbering away on my podcast all the time, but I'm actually so introverted. Like if you saw me out at like a social situation in real life, I'm usually quite introverted and quiet and I'll just, you know, just sit there, just nod and smile. Um, and like, I, I don't naturally know how to be social. <laughs> uh, but for the Libra moon side of things, I do kind of naturally feel more of that Libra energy. That Libra energy can be about like uh, pleasing other people and being charming and uh, like serving others, kind of like, um, like doing what other people want you to do <laughs> pretty much because you're just like that, um, yeah, people pleasing sort of person. And that is totally me. That is who I am at my deepest core. I'm always just like trying to please other people. And I put myself last. I see this with, uh, myself and my kids and, uh, my friendships. Like I'm always putting myself last. So I hope that helps you understand, uh, like, yeah, just how important your moon sign is and your sun sign and like how just those two signs can already tell you a lot about who you are, uh, what you're here to learn in this lifetime as well. So some other things to look at on your chart. Okay. So you've probably got like heaps of other planets on your chart. Well, you would have heaps of other planets. So each of the planets has a different meaning. Okay. So Mercury is all about how we communicate. Venus is about our relationships and our goals and our desires. Mars is about what drives us, what motivates us. 
Jupiter is all about how we grow, we expand, even how we find luck and happiness in our lives. Saturn is about the challenges in our lives, the things that we may work really hard at and it may, may be quite difficult, but there are rewards at the end of that hard work. Uh, Uranus, Uranus is all about how we rebel, how we kind of break away from the restrictions of um, life, <laughs> how we break away from rules and we forge our own way. We uh, be unique and we do our own unique thing. Neptune is all about our spiritual vision, our dreams for the future. So Neptune has a very uh, spiritual vibe to it. And then Pluto is about how we evolve and transform. It's about, uh, I guess, what we're here to change, not only for ourselves, but also like as a generation uh, Pluto moves quite slowly, so you'll find that your generation will have Pluto in the same sign. So like it's a generational sort of thing. Your generation is here to transform the world in, you know, this way. So looking at the different planets, what you can do is look at the zodiac sign that they're in and then like the zodiac sign kind of gives you the flavor, I guess, like the, the energy, how that planet is being expressed. So I uh, said how Mercury is all about our communication. And so you're going to be looking at Mercury and you're going to be finding which zodiac sign it's in. So for example, if your Mercury is in Aries, then you probably communicate quite ambitiously, assertively. You may uh, like just be very outgoing with how you speak. You uh, just, yeah, put your words out there and you don't really hold back your thoughts. You, you're you just constantly <laughs> sharing your thoughts with anyone or everyone who will listen to them. Uh, but for example, if your Mercury is in another sign, let's say um, Cancer, Cancer is a bit more sensitive Cancer is a bit more emotional and intuitive. So if your Mercury is in Cancer, then the way you communicate is gonna be a lot different from someone who has their Mercury in Aries. So looking at the planets and the zodiac signs that they all fall in can help you understand more about how the energy of that planet shows up in your life. So to take that a step deeper, then we look at the houses. You're looking at where those planets are on your chart, which house they're falling in. So like I said, the house is the area of your life that that energy will show up in. So for example, if you have your Mercury, and we'll just go back to that Mercury in Aries example about being really outspoken and assertive and all that. And let's say that that is in, uh, I'm gonna give you an example, uh, maybe the sixth house. So the sixth house is all to do with health, daily routines, or the physical work that we do. So if you have Mercury in Aries, and then we're adding that extra layer of the sixth house energy into that as well, then what that means is that you, your communication style is very assertive 
especially when it comes to talking about health. So, you know, you may be very passionate about health or you may be like a speaker as your job because that sixth house energy is all to do with the physical work that you're here to do. So you may actually speak as your work that you do or, you know, some other sort of communication. You may be a writer or some other sort of communication. It may not be speaking. Mercury is all about, you know, all sorts of communication. Um, but yeah, I hope that this is helping you understand how to read your chart. There's all these different layers. It's basically just about understanding the energy of the planets, then pairing that up with whatever zodiac sign those planets fall in, and then taking it to that extra layer by looking at where on your chart that falls, which house that falls in. Now, if you want to find out exactly what all the houses mean, what all the zodiac signs mean and everything, just jump into the show notes below because there's that free downloadable guide that's going to give you those keywords and everything that you need to know so that you can easily read your chart. It's really not a difficult thing to read your natal chart. It's just getting your head around all those layers of information, I think is the biggest hurdle. So with that, now that you understand the basics of how to read your chart, you can look at your chart to get certain information from it. So we've already talked about uh, like some of the different meanings of those planets. So if there's something that you really want to know, then you can, you know, look at that specific thing on your chart. So something that people often ask me about is, uh, let's say, I get lots of questions, <laughs> um, but relationships is probably something that comes up all the time. So when we're talking about relationships, we could look at a few different things on a natal chart to find out more information about relationships. So Venus, looking at where Venus is on your chart will help you understand what it is that you need in a relationship so that you are... Uh, you feel secure in that relationship, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah. So Venus is all about like, yeah, our relationships, what we want in a relationship. So you would look at what Zodiac sign Venus is in and you'd look at what house Venus is in as well. And that will tell you a lot about what it is that you're looking for in a relationship. And uh, there's other planets as well that you could be looking at if relationships is something that you're interested in looking at on your natal chart for, such as your moon sign. Your moon sign will tell you a lot about what you need to feel emotionally secure. Uh, you know, that emotional security is a big factor when it comes to relationships. So looking at your moon sign and again, uh, you know, the zodiac sign that your moon is in, the house that your moon is in, these are all clues about what it is that you need to feel secure in a relationship. So other things that people ask me about are like their career. What, what is the best career that, uh, you know, you should be pursuing? And so a few things that you can look at on your chart when it comes to career is your rising sign. Uh, so I did say at the start of the episode how your rising sign, it needs, uh, you need to have a really accurate time of birth for your rising sign to be accurate. If that's out, then your rising sign will be out. But your rising sign, if that's accurate, that will tell you a lot about what it is that you're here to do in this lifetime. 
your rising sign tells you uh, your role, your role that you're playing in this life. So that can tell you a lot about the sort of job, the sort of career you should be looking at. Other things to look at with your career are your MC or your midheaven, which isn't actually a planet, but you'll find it, um, your midheaven is where the ninth house and 10th house meet up on the top of your chart. And this is all about what you aspire to be in this lifetime. And so that's a really good uh, point to look at when it comes to looking at your career, because your career is all about what you're aspiring to do. Also, your 10th house is a lot to do with your career as well, like the legacy that you're here to create. So looking at both your midheaven, whatever zodiac sign that, that falls in, and then looking at the 10th house, looking at what planets are in the 10th house, what zodiac sign, or there may be more than one sign in your 10th house. This is gonna be giving you clues about your career and um, yeah, what it is that you're here to do, the most suited career for you. So if all of this is really starting to feel overwhelming and uh, I'm starting to confuse you, don't stress. If you want to learn more about exactly how to read your chart, cutting through all this uh, <laughs> confusion and take more time to sit with uh, the planets, the zodiac signs, the houses, the Astrology Beginners course is really a deep dive into all of this. We do go way more in depth with all of the planets, the zodiac signs and the houses so that reading your natal chart becomes really easy. So the link for that is in the show notes below. And of course I am available for readings as well. If you want me to look at your natal chart and answer some of these questions for you, like about your relationships, your career or anything else that's on your mind, I'm here to do a reading for you as well. So that's pretty much the basics of reading a natal chart. It's really quite easy. It's just about understanding what the planets mean, understanding what the zodiac signs mean, understanding the house systems as well. There's also a lot of extra layers that we can apply when reading natal charts. We can look at the aspects, which is like the angles that the planets are making with each other. So the angles add another layer of meaning. You can see how um, like with these aspects, like if your communication, like symbolized by Mercury, if that Mercury is maybe making a challenging square aspect with uh, Jupiter or you know something, like it, it adds that extra dimension. It's like your communication is really challenging how you find happiness and luck and growth. Uh, like there may be some work there for you to do with your communication skills, like developing your communication or something like that. Uh, there's yeah, so much that you can read into your chart. There is just yeah, so much depth that you can pull out when you keep diving further and further into it. But hopefully this episode has given you the basics of how to read your natal chart why it's important to have a really accurate time of birth to know to know that time of birth accurately um and yeah what it means if you don't have that time of birth accurately the the things on your chart that may be uh a bit inaccurate um yeah so with that 
Don't forget to jump into the show notes below to download that free printable, downloadable guide that will give you the keywords to everything I've discussed in this episode so that you can read your natal chart with ease. I hope you found this episode helpful and I'll catch you on the next episode of Moon Manifesting with Kyra Howarth. Thank you for listening to the Moon Manifesting podcast. If you're wanting more moon magic, check out what classes are open for enrollment at the Herbal Moon Goddess Academy. Download a free moon manifesting calendar or connect with me on social media. You can do all of that at herbalmoongoddess.com. I'll speak with you in the next episode of the Moon Manifesting Podcast.